Hello and welcome to another Perusia podcast. I'm Shabal Reish, your host. Excited about today's guest in the studio. I've uh, known him for a few years and, uh, and is no stranger in the academic world. Uh, currently a professor of theology at the Catholic Institute of Sydney. His name is Dr. Peter McGregor and he's joining me in person in our studio today. Hello, Dr. Peter, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Shabel. Thanks for well. coming in. Um, it's, it's, I've been wanting to have you on for a while, actually. Uh, it, I mean, so many interruptions over the last few years, but uh, it's great to have you here. Uh, and I first got to know you at, at Catholic Adult Education Centre, where, where I was um, teaching the faith. Yes, yes. Um, and I, I actually did my little certificate there years ago. I remember mm. that, that, that. I learned so much there. Uh, but you, um, yeah, you went on to move on to teach theology in Catholic Institute of Sydney. Uh, and then I also met you in other circles in, with the Emmanuel community and the uh, wine and cheese nights for couples. And that oh, was yes, yes, fun. Yes. <laughs> um, and you gave some presentations yourself and your wife. And yeah, yeah. Oh, my wife and I love those. And oh, good. I love to unpack. I want to talk on both of these things if I can. Right, right. Um, but for those, because it's your first time in our, on our podcast, I'd love to sort of start uh, as a little introduction of who you are, you know, okay, a bit about okay. your faith journey. So how long do you want um, me to talk about that for, uh, roughly? Three days, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, do, if we had a, a quick, you know, a five-minute sort of right, summary okay, of, okay. of, of your, are you a cradle Catholic? Um, yeah, yeah, a bit about okay, that. Okay, All right, so yes, I am a cradle Catholic, not a con convert, anything okay. like that, so I don't have a great conversion story in that sense. But I do have a conversion story, okay, as being a cradle Catholic. So, you know, baptised when I was... 15 days old and uh, um, brought up in a Catholic family and sent to Catholic schools for 13 years and uh, taken to Mass every Sunday and you know obviously you know started out with the Sisters of Good Samaritan in my primary school and then the Christian Brothers um, so taught the Catechism taught how to pray well taught prayers I should okay. say taught yes. prayers so I knew my prayers I knew my Catechism got A's for religion, you know, so um, yeah, wow. good, good religion student. Um, but it was, I actually, I didn't pray, okay, in the sense I said prayers, yes. okay, and I said prayers when you're at school and when you're at mass and that kind of thing. So, but I, I didn't actually understand about um, how to pray. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. the, the difference between being difference. taught prayers and being taught how to pray is quite different. So. You know, my, I believed what I was taught. I believed the doctrine. You know, I know, at, you know, um, I never, as I was uh, at school, I never had any any doubts or questions about that at all. And I kind of lived in a bit of a Catholic bubble, really. Um, Where was your upbringing? Uh, <coughs> uh, Northern Beaches oh, in okay, Sydney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A beautiful so, part of the world. So yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So I didn't really understand that much about. I knew there were people who were Catholic, but it was kind of like a, a, a Catholic culture, a Catholic, what do you call it, a bit of a Catholic bubble. Um, but, you know, and, you know, I believed in what I was taught about, you know, I believed, as I said, the doctrine. Yeah. I believed in heaven. I definitely believed in hell <laughs> as well. And so, you know, as I got older, particularly in adolescence, I was really, you know, you, you become aware that actually you're doing things wrong, you know, and... You know, if you believe in hell, and you believe you're doing things wrong. You can get a bit worried about that. So I was a bit worried, actually. Mm. Um, so you know, it's really. I'm sure I was taught that God is loving, but that's not what got through to me. You know, what yeah, got through to me is if you sin, you go to hell. Mm. Okay. Mm. 
So, <coughs> so I can even remember once, I thought I was very, very clever, in, it might have been in year 10, I think the teacher asked a question in RE class about how do you get, how do you get to heaven? He said, well, I, I said it was like a test, you know, like you get 50%, you pass, oh. <laughs> so if you get less, with, less than 50%, you fail. But I can, it's really interesting how, you know, when you think back, at what, what can you remember? Um, what do you remember about school? What can you remember about your religious education? And just a few little things, you know, mm. stand out. And one was, uh, I remember that there was one t teacher, that might have been year 11, uh, this teacher, he took us all, every, and I think he's teaching us RE, and he took all the students aside individually and we're sitting out in the yard, you know, he's in a seat like that, I'm in a seat like this. Mm. And looking back, I, I realised he's trying to tell me that God loves me. And I remember he said, God wants to be like that with me. And I remember it, but it didn't, I, you know, and maybe, maybe it's sort of something was going on in me, you know, from that point onwards. Um, and <clears throat> the next thing I really remember was, after I'd finished year 12. And I was always, you know, I, I, I was a great reader. In fact, when I was in year seven, I decided I was gonna read the Bible. Because we got a oh, brand wow. new Bible given to us in year seven, okay, in the beginning of high school. And because I loved reading, I thought, oh, well, I'll read this book. So of course, <laughs> where did I start? Genesis. Genesis 1-1. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, think, I, know, I think I got a fair way through it, maybe in the Chronicles or something like that. Oh, that's impressive. I know, well, but then it kind of, obviously, you know, stop for some reason, stop reading it. But so I didn't know how to read the Bible. You know, I thought it was yeah. a book. Yes. I didn't realize all these different books. A library that, of books. <laughs> so that's what I did. Um, but I, when I, the year, I think it might have been the year after I um, left school and I, I was looking for something to read. Okay. And I've, there was a book at home on Our Lady of Fatima. Mm. So <clears throat> I thought, okay, I'll pick this up and read it. And that had a big effect on me because and what, what I think in retrospect, looking back, I can see that I actually encountered people who, ha who were holy in the book, mm -hmm. you know, the children in the book. Yes. I can see what it meant to be devoted to God. Okay. And I'm not saying that all the people in my life up at that time have been bad people, you know, um, um, far from it. But I, I think I'd never really come into contact with someone who I would say, that person really loves God. Yeah, interesting. You know, so yeah. I didn't have that kind of example. But I got an example in the book. But one thing that, that came across to me, <coughs> excuse me, was um, I think, you know, I forget who said it, maybe the angel said it or something like that. Um, you know, do, do not offend the Lord our God, for he's already much offended. And I think at that point, you know, yeah, you talk about the fear of the Lord. Yes. Okay. And there's two different kinds of fear. There's a good fear, which is, as far as it goes, it's actually okay, like fear of punishment, mm. Mm. which is what I had up until that point. <clears throat> but the fear of offending God, that real fear of the Lord, I think was something new. Yeah. So I really... I, I, distinctly remember that really um, spoke to me. And so I did what the book said, what was said in the book that you should pray the rosary. <clears throat> so I started praying the rosary. So I was working um, nights in the city, like I had a part-time job, and on the ferry, on the Manly Ferry going across, I pray five decades of the rosary. 
Okay? But again, I was saying the prayers. I didn't really know how to pray. Yeah, sure. You know, but I, but You're it was a final a, year of school. <coughs> no, like, this is the year after I left school. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of like I'm on the right track. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually making a decision to pray when I, I'm not at school or I'm not at mass. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm just praying the rosary. But what I noticed was I didn't get any better. <laughs> kind of like I seem to get be getting worse, if anything, you know, in terms of, you know, what I'm doing or what okay. I'm not doing, you know, that kind of thing. So <clears throat> then I, I had a, um, um, my uncle, one of my uncles was a priest, God rest his soul. And I had an opportunity to visit him. He was actually in Melbourne. Um, and, but I met him in Canberra. All right. So he was, and then he was at a priest's retreat okay. in Canberra. And he said, oh, come and meet me in Canberra. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So, um, I um, so I didn't know this was meeting in Canberra. So I went to this priest retreat. Okay, yeah. about eighteen years old, and it was a charismatic priest retreat. Okay, so there, I first discovered. I was a bit like the you know the um, um, the uh, disciples in Ephesus. We've never even heard of the Holy Spirit, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I had heard of the Holy Spirit, obviously, because in the creed and that sort of stuff, I was confirmed. <clears throat> but um, the idea that the Holy Spirit could actually act in mm. your life was completely unknown to me. So at this retreat, I was introduced to that idea that actually, um, you know, God can be through the Holy Spirit and can actually be active in your life and you can have mm. a relationship with God. You can have a friendship with God. <clears throat> so, um, and very interesting, you know, Ralph Martin's in Australia at the yeah, moment. Yeah, that's right. Talk, talking Gaimia yes. on Friday night. Um, he was one of the speakers at it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, at this, this priest be... retreat. It's 1979. Wow, he would have just started. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I know so, he was active. On the scene there. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Wow. but I didn't know who he was or anything like that. Was, was that part of the renewal ministries then? Or was yes, that, that yeah. I, was a, yeah I th well, I just know he was there. Yeah, you know, okay. He was one of the speakers. And yeah, he's powerful. One thing was, um, one, I remember walking in, they had, a, they had like an open session for people, not just at the retreat, so all these charismatic Catholics came to it, about 300 people. <clears throat> and I remember walking in to this gathering and everyone's 300 people just singing in the spirit, mm. okay? And I had a musical background, like I uh, learned piano, I sung in the choir and stuff like that, you know? So, and I was just struck by the beauty of it. I thought, wow, this sounds like angels singing, <laughs> you know? So, and I think <clears throat> because, because I was with my uncle, as a priest, so I trust him. Yep. Um, it's completely Catholic, it's not, it's not yeah. even though it's quite strange. <clears throat> the way that the um, the beauty of the the singing in the spirit, everyone's everyone's singing something different, but somehow it all harmonises. Like mm. That that really thought, oh, how does that happen? So then I was talking about okay, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And um, one of the talks, someone said, oh, if you want to receive the gift of praying in tongues, just open your mouth and start making noises. <laughs> I thought, okay, <laughs> all right. So that's what I did. So I started praying in tongues. Okay, so Just like pray. that, first time yep, opening. Yep, wasn't prayed over, oh, wow. anything like that, not at all. So um, 
Yeah, so you know, from that point on, I've you know been able to pray in tongues, you know, as a as a form of prayer. And um, you know, the other the, the other thing I noticed was that, you know, remember I told you about trying to read the Bible. Yes. Okay, and I get just not really, you know, eventually gave up, and you know, was just if it was anything, it was information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so I went. I remember going back to my room one night, and somebody must have said read the Bible, something like that. So I opened up the Bible and started reading the prophet Isaiah, okay? And two in the morning, I'm still reading. Wow. Okay, because now it was like, oh, this is actually speaking to me. That's the difference. You know, Since the that difference encounter of the, with God. Yeah, the, uh, the difference presence, of the Holy yeah. Spirit, but just, just yeah. being open to the Holy Spirit, yes. that's all the Holy Spirit needs, just that openness. Mm. And, you know, I was, for whatever reason, I was just open you know and I, the fellow said give it a go so i gave it a go <laughs> and that's and sort of so from that point onwards um you know i got involved in charismatic renewal and um eventually involved in the charismatic community and now i'm actually involved in a different one the, the emmanuel community yes and um yeah that, yeah. that emmanuel community that's um there's, there's a couple in Australia, so we want to distinguish <coughs> Yeah, okay. So there's, there's an manual community in Brisbane, yes. which is just founded in Australia, I think, back in the 1980s. Okay. Um, the manual community I belong to was founded in, in France in okay. 1972. So by um, two French people, um, a Frenchman called Pierre Gossard and um, a French woman called uh, Martine. She was called Martine Lafitte. Okay. Yeah. Was that, uh, were they, how long has that been going for, do you know? Do you, well, uh, since 1972. 72, they yeah, founded yeah, it and yeah. uh, you came across it, when did you uh, come across it? In the mid-90s. Okay. Yeah, yeah, mid-90s. Did they come to Australia on a Well, actually, yeah, the, the, the community had started in Melbourne okay. and I was in Sydney at the time and, and a little bit later um, it started in Sydney. Okay. So some people came out for it. There's some people, a group of people in Sydney who, who were, who had learnt about it and were interested in it. And so some people came out from France yeah. and they, um, you know, talked to us about it and we started the community in, um, in Sydney. Well, we've got many um, good friends that are part of this community and yeah, they're yeah. hearing some great work, uh, what it's doing, and, um, and very active in ministry too. Many mm. of, so what, what is there, a, what's the charism, I guess? What, what is, okay. does it have a bit of <laughs> a, right. a focus? Because it's, yeah, yeah. there so, seems to be so a common thread I'm seeing as everyone's active here, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the community really is, is built around um, the living out of three graces. Okay. So adoration, compassion, and evangelization. Right, so we yeah. start with adoration. So, so, and the three are kind of related together. Adoration, you, you, you spend time with the Lord. You're with the Lord. Okay. Um, and being with the Lord, what should happen is that you develop the same heart as he mm. has, you know, your mm. heart becomes like his heart. So his heart is a compassionate heart, okay? So showing, by, by showing compassion to people, um, and compassion means not just having pity on someone or having mercy on someone, it means to suffer with, yeah, okay. you know, compassion. compassion. So to actually, yeah. you know, and, and it, it could be compassion for them in their, whether it's material or spiritual needs, you know, both. And of course, the most compassionate thing you can do for someone, the, the per person's greatest need is to know the Lord. 
So that leads to evangelization. Yeah. Okay, yes. So that's, that's, that's kind of like the, you know, so it's evangelization begins with adoration. Yes. You know, if we, have, if, if we don't have that, we're not really going to evangelize. If we, if, and by adoration, I don't just, you know, like certainly we, we focus on adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. But, you know, it starts in prayer. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So let, let's touch on that prayer. You said you were saying the rosary, you were doing all those, and, and you didn't pray. Mm. So can we now, maybe it's a good opportunity here to, to define what is prayer. <laughs> all right. Well, St. Teresa of Avila says prayer is conversation with Christ. That's probably the simplest definition I'll ever give. But it's, <clears throat> you know, prayer is a conversation. Mm. Mm. So, and I wasn't conversing with anyone when I'm saying prayers. So, I mean, so it involves both speaking and listening. Yeah, okay. God. So how did that change for you? So did you, did you continue those things, uh, rosary, um, formal well, prayers? I can, and, and I, how does... For a while, I didn't, I didn't continue with the rosary. I actually um, focused, I think, more on uh, things like um, extemporary praise and... Um, uh, Things like Lexia Divina as well. Yeah, that's you know, another so powerful basing, one, yeah. yeah, so basing um, my, my prayer on um, contemplation, meditation on scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so yeah. that, I mean, I, I, you know, we do pray the rosary, like we pray the rosary each night. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe now, yeah, with an understanding through experience of prayer, now applying that with the rosary, then it yeah, takes it to yeah, another level. Yeah, yeah, So it's not just, a, a, you know, it's when we, you know, so when we, when we, we have a, a family prayer after, after dinner and, um, you know, we only say decad because um, we, the, um, how can I say it, the, um, the, the child, that's what the child can take okay. at the moment, okay? <laughs> Yeah. So that for otherwise, that's the only reason we just pray okay. decade. Okay. Uh, we have an intention, you know. We have an, you mm. know, we have intentions. So we, so we, we, yes. we use it as an opportunity to pray for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when you um, so yes, conversation with God, so we can talk to God. But the listening aspect, what is? Uh, how would you define the listening aspect? Where do we hear God's voice? Through our ears, or is it somewhere oh, else? Oh well, is that's, it, I mean, it and what does I mean, that okay. sound I mean, like? The, the normal way, you know, like again, a classic patristic saying—I forget who it was—but you know, when we pray, we speak to God. When we read Scripture, God speaks to us. Okay, yeah. you know, so the main way that we can listen to God is through reading Scripture. Yeah, and okay. allowing God, God's Word to speak to us. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so that's certainly one way. I mean, certainly, God can. Can speak to us in um, in more definite ways, and I, look, I, I think I can remember two really prominent occasions in my life. Uh, once when I was maybe in my mid twenties, and you know, I, I really wanted to pray about my vocation, and I was living in a household with with um, a number of other other men. You know, we had a lot, and we turned the garage into a, like a prayer room. Oh wow! Okay, <clears throat> so. I said, Lord, I'm going to go in that prayer room and I'm not coming out until you give me an answer on this. <laughs> so I wouldn't recommend that. But anyway, that's what I said. I, was really, I really wanted an answer. So I went and said, Lord, you know, do you want me to get married or do you want me to stay single? Okay. So I, don't, I can't remember how long I was in there, but yeah. I got an answer. 
okay? And it wasn't like anything, an audible voice or anything like that. <clears throat> and, um, but it was like, I'd say it was like an understanding in my mind, but it was very definite. Okay. And I'm convinced it was God speaking to me because the answer was not what I expected, not what I wanted. <laughs> <clears throat> because I'm, I, I was asking for an either or. Yes. You want me to single, want me to get, stay single, or want me to get married, okay? <clears throat> I wasn't even asking about priesthood, it was just about being single. And these are the exact words. I will be very pleased if you stay single, and I'll be very pleased if you get married. <laughs> so I think, thanks. But, but very di and it wasn't just, it was, de you know, like, that was the answer. And it wasn't just pleased, it was very pleased. You know, the very was important. Was that okay. for both? They were very pleased. Very way, pleased very if pleased you stay up. single. I'll be very pleased if you get married. So apparently I had a choice. <clears throat> it wasn't like you know, your, your vocation is set in stone. And this is the blueprint. <clears throat> if you don't follow it, you've stuffed everything up. Mm, mm. You know, God really wants us to be free in the yeah. sense of freely, freely to choose the good. Yeah. What's yeah. good, okay? <coughs> Excuse me. So the second occasion was... was in Perth, when again I was, I was kind of like involved in, kind of like what I, I was t talking before about entrepreneurial ministry. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, like just doing th doing stuff. You know, but not, but having to support yourself. Yeah. And so I was pretty poor at the time. You know, I was living in rented accommodation. I didn't own a car. I, you know, had no savings. Anything like okay. that. <clears throat> and so, one day I was walking between where I was living and. Um, I think back from the church, I've been to Mass, I think. Back from the church, and it was actually a very, very wealthy part of Perth. Okay? And I'm walking along, and I'm looking at all these really flash houses. Okay, beautiful houses. And the thought came to me, you know, I don't think I'll ever own a house. Yeah, well. At all. And again, this is a really distinct, not an audible voice, but just a, like an understanding in the mind. Okay, and it was simply it was one sentence. Everything you see belongs to you. Hmm. And I really understood that to mean that, you know, God owns it all. Every the whole world belongs to God, and I'm a child of God. He's my Father, so everything that's His is mine. So, so it's kind of like it was a real again. It was it kind of like completely dispelled that kind of oh feeling a bit sorry yes. for myself, you know. Did you end up uh, going into the, the <clears throat> next house you saw? Just no, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean... But no, that's but, a but profound that's, uh, thing, yeah. yeah. That's a, but, but then that's kind of like, that's been, that's rare. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I can identify those. It's not something that happens, you know, every day by any means. I yeah. mean, mostly God speaks to us. God speaks to us in lots of different ways. Like it could be through words of scripture. It could be through something that a brother and sister in Christ says to us. Yes. Um, it could be through a prophetic word, you know, there is a you know, gift of prophecy. Um, it could be through our circumstances. Um, yeah. So there's lots and lots of different ways that God can speak to us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you. That's great. Um, now, just on maybe before we move on to the theology side, mm. Emmanuel community, there is a, a great initiative um, I, I touched on it, the whole wine and cheese nights. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'd well, love not to, wine and cheese nights. They're, 
well, love I, and truth not love and truth but i, I love how there's wine and cheese i call it wine <laughs> yeah, and cheese yeah, yeah, okay. because that's a key ingredient you need no, the wine okay. you need the cheese <laughs> but yeah tell us a bit about that because you, you did present a couple of these just in people's homes but oh, i love right, the okay. concept yeah, and i just yeah. think that if more people did this this could help a lot of marriages all right so well well this this is a ministry that the community has called in french it's um, amour et verite love and truth okay so it's a ministry to, to married and engaged couples. Um, and so it, it's, we, we do, I mean, that was a, we, we do different things, you know, we yeah. try different things. It depends on the circumstances. Yes. So, you know, m more recently we've been running some weekends, okay. you know, for married couples. Um, and it's just a, a chance for, um, for them to, um, you know, the, the, there's, there's adoration, there's talks, there's time for, couple sharing, there's fellowship, you know, yes. with wine and cheese. Yes. <laughs> and very other good, good. things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just and at a retreat centre, having meals together, uh, having mass. Okay. You know, so th these are sort of so so, you know, for example, you know, my wife and I or, or other couples will will give you know talks on certain certain topics to do with um, really growing as a married couple. Yes, deepening our marriage. So it's not <clears throat> it's not marriage counselling. Uh, it's marriage enhancement. Okay. Call it that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, would you know how many uh, roughly are members in Australia that, uh, that would be? Is uh, it a big? Is it a growing? No, well, it's uh, kind of like it's growing, but it's very it's slowly. Okay. Slowly, you know. So you have times and seasons. Yeah. Okay. So. The community in Australia is not not big. You might might have say maybe forty adults in Melbourne, forty adults, about the same number okay. in Sydney, and a few and other people kids. in different places. Would, would the kids be part of that? No, or no. Maybe? So that's just that's adults. Yeah. So just we just count adults. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So about almost a hundred or so. Yeah, people. probably yeah. that. And there'd yeah. be you know, um, Melbourne has a lot of kids, a lot okay. of children. Not so many in Sydney, but that's okay. that's changing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And do you know uh, globally? Like, is it is it a, is it oh, big gosh. in France? Um, and is it about um, okay? About half the membership is in France. Okay. The other half is right throughout the world. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So actually, outside of France, the biggest um, branch is actually Rwanda. Wow. Mm, which is wow. really interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, what. It, is it is there like a website people can go to to oh, learn yeah, about just, this? Um, what would you, just would a, you? a manual community info, I think. That's what okay. I, and there's an English manual language community. website, and there's a there's a different. You know, you can look at it in different languages. And is <coughs> any anyone can look into it and oh yeah, if they yeah, want to participate. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah great. Yeah. Well, we'll put a link to that. We'll find the link and put it in the description. Oh, okay, um, that'd be great. Uh, awesome. Uh, I do want to touch on. Very quickly, and then and then a bit of CIS, but um, Catholic Adult Education Centre. Right. You did do a bit there, and the reason why I want to touch on it, we've got some exciting initiative that's happened, sort of inspired by that. Um, right but on. in a nutshell, Catholic Adult Education Centre, where you came to Sydney yeah. to teach. Um, what what exactly was that um, uh, initiative? Well, the, the CAEC was was run by the Archdiocese of Sydney. Yep. Yeah, so it was an attempt to really try and do what you're doing, <coughs> which is to enable uh, Catholics who've been perhaps you know taught the faith when they're children, mm. and basically 
you know, you leave school and that's it. Yeah. You know, there is no more catechesis of yeah. any kind. So very often you've got Catholics that in, in catechetical terms, they're still, you know, in high school. Yeah. Even though yeah. they might be 50 or 60 or 70 years old. Interesting. So it was an attempt to try and, and um, you know, enable Catholics who wanted to learn more about their faith as adults um, to have that opportunity. And so this, um, there were these courses, yeah, um, face-to-face -face yeah. courses people would come? There was some face-to-face -face and, and the, the some was mainly actually by correspondence. Okay, yeah. okay. And different so, topics, uh, a range yeah, of topics. Yeah, different. The... But it was on a very, it was like it wasn't on a university tertiary level. No, okay. okay. It was much more basic than that. Very accessible for... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they went, I remember at the time, what was it, uh, 12, was it 12 hours a course or 12, 12, um, how long did like the courses go for? About 12 sessions. I 12 think sessions, remember. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And did you uh, teach... Some classes. I did, yeah. yeah. I, I taught some of the classes. What, what were some of those? I'm trying to remember now. So yeah, I was putting you on the spot here. I know. I would have been... So gone back eight, oh, nine years. It would have been basic things like... Um, I can't remember now. Just dear idea. Um, yeah, it would have been you know, like a course on the Bible, something okay, like that. Okay, okay. And, um, you know, press a course on the creed. Yeah, okay. Um, course on the sacraments, that kind of thing. Yeah, brilliant. So, but, but, yeah. I'd love to, I want to point out to many uh, watching and what's happened in COVID and uh, we've launched sort of that concept uh, and inspired very much by that, but, but make it available online. Well, that's the, well, that's the that, big that's difference. Back then, there wasn't, you know, you didn't have all this online stuff. No, there were CDs. Or, it was all or, CDs or, yeah. or um, oh, we had this, it wasn't even a CD, it was something else that we used. I can't remember now, but... Um, was some sort of thing that you, I don't think it was tape anyway. Yeah, okay. We, we had some way of getting the courses to people. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> but it was, it, did, it didn't reach a lot of people. Okay. You know, okay. so that was always a frustration I think we had. We wanted to reach more people, mm. but we didn't it was know a great, how to do it. Was it was a great course. You know, great well, we try, yeah, we try, you know, sometimes you try running a course, we try running courses in parishes and you get some people you know, yeah. come to the parish, but, I, th I think things are different now. I think actually there's there's more hunger amongst Catholics to to know more. Yeah. And we've got the means of kind of like doing it much more easily. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's great to have a course and you know come together, and people will do that. <clears throat> but to have something online or something on YouTube, or yeah, yeah, something like that, or podcast, you know, yeah, that that's kind right. of thing. Yeah, it's is, been a popular um, format. It's just so much easier for people to, to gain access to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we've got uh, the Perusia Academy. That's another initiative that's, that, that's now. There's about 50, 50 students, I think, yeah, right now. Yeah. But they're just online, uh, different parts of the world. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, and, so and you can do yeah, that online. Yeah. You don't have to come to, like we were at Lidcombe. So yeah, it's a physical you know, If you place. wanted to do it, you had to, you know, now Lidcombe's fairly central, but even so... Sydney's a big place. Yeah, that's right. You know? And that's so, right. so what we actually found, we, we tended to get people who were, lived in the vicinity mm, okay. would come and do courses. Okay, yeah. So, you know, if you lived out here in the hills, you're not going to travel into to, to Lidcombe. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just, especially if it's, it's at night time, you know. Yeah. But a, hu a huge need in this space, adult education. Um, but I'd love to dive in you in the next... 
next part of your chapter, you went then to Catholic Institute of Sydney. Yeah. Um, this is, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, is this the only institute that offers a pontifical degree in theology? Is that, in, in, in Australia, uh, am I yes, that up? Is, in yes, Australia, yes. Um, and this is where many of the seminarians are trained yeah. of, of various dioceses would come. Yeah, um, yeah. So we've got all, all the New South Wales dioceses except Wagga. Okay. Because what they have their own seminary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we have a relationship with them. Yeah. With, fantastic. With uh, Vianney College in in Wagga. Yeah. Um, do, do you share um, resources? Or? No, no. It's kind of like we, we've we've kind of formed a partnership um, with um, Notre Dame. Yes. Okay. So okay. where that will go, we're not quite sure okay. yet. But there, there's kind of like there's some some um, cooperation developing. So between Notre Dame, CIS, and um, Viani. And yeah, also right. uh, in um, the Catholic Institute in, in Auckland in New Zealand as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's more about, <coughs> at the moment, <coughs> excuse me, um, awarding degrees at the moment. Yeah, okay. So, okay. like, you know, people can do a degree with us, which is actually a Notre Dame degree. Interesting. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there any crossover? Like, because Notre Dame, uh, I, used to, I got oh, my masters of yeah, Notre well, look, Dame. I mean, I at that. The, at I mean, I'd be interested to see how it develops over time. Uh, at the moment, it's really sort of getting our courses more or less in line with each other. Okay, and, and, yes. You know, students that are at, at CIS can do a Bachelor of Theology, but it'll be awarded through Notre Dame. Whereas if they do a, um, uh, a Bachelor of Sacred Theology, it's awarded through us. Okay, okay. <clears throat> do you see the future of that part? Is it a partnership? Uh, um, of this where could there be sort of almost are these two campuses of the well, same maybe almost. I'm not sure that's sort of like yeah. that's above my pay grade yeah way. okay oh we'll pray about that yeah, yeah. that's yeah, interesting yeah. but I mean certainly I mean um, you know I, I personally have a great relationship with uh, the lecturers at Notre Dame yeah yeah you know there's some great people there yeah, doing yeah. great work so and we like for example we run a you know I'm involved in, in running a conference every couple of years with, with Notre Dame. Okay. So CIS Notre Dame. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So CIS, uh, there's a website for people to know more. Where can oh, they yes, go for yes, that? Catholic Institute of Sydney. Okay. Um, and you offer face-to-face -face classes? Yes, there's face-to-face -face classes. Any correspondence in that? No. 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 Okay. And they're typically four-year degrees. Uh, oh, would they be? bachelor of theology is three years. Three years, three years okay. Full time, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and would, do you get many lay people? Uh, is it is it typically uh, just seminarians? <coughs> or it's are at, there? Excuse me. It's mostly it's mostly seminarians, uh, and then there are some people studying for the permanent diaconate okay. as well. Okay. And then there are a few lay people. Okay. So certainly lay people can do it. It's not a not a problem. Yeah. All right. Lay people tend to do it on a part-time basis. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and then you offer other like masters or, or doctorates. Uh, yes, they are do. offered through yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yes. Fantastic. Now the importance. What What have you found um, over the years? What's your time? What are you teaching yourself? Okay. So I teach what's called dogmatic theology and spiritual theology. Okay. So dogmatic theology is things like uh, Christology, Trinity. Theology of Grace, uh, Theology of the Human Person, okay. um, Creation, Eschatology, uh, and then I do some um, 
postgraduate courses as well okay. on occasion, like um, uh, Theology of Joseph Ratzinger. Yeah, fantastic. You know, I do that sometimes. And um, yeah, some, some more advanced, uh, like a postgraduate course in Christology yeah, okay. as well. Yeah. And what's the difference between then, so you've got, that's, dog, that's spiritual theology? Oh, so no, spiritual theology is things like um, the theology of the spiritual life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Could we uh, a bit of a, a bit of one of wet people's appetite here <laughs> All right, before okay. we wrap up? But uh, what is theology? Ah, <laughs> I'm going to go very basic. <clears throat> no, you should go basic. Yep. That's great. Um, look, the, the 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 classic definition of theology. That if you ask that question, people mm -hmm. will give you this definition. Okay, so it's it's neat and simple. Theology is faith-seeking understanding. Okay. Okay. But there's more to it. Okay. Because you've got to defi define your terms. What do you mean by faith? What do you mean by understanding? What do you mean by seeking? Mm. Okay. So the phrase comes from someone called St. Anselm. Okay. <clears throat> and he, wrote, he, he uses it in a book called the um, uh, Poslogion. Okay. okay, but if you read that book, it's mostly about a book about prayer. Okay, and faith-seeking understanding was actually the original title of it. Oh well, wow. okay. So it's faith-seeking, an understanding that is illuminated, an enlightened understanding. So an understanding is you know we talk about the light of faith. Um, that's you know the encyclical lumina. Fide, the light of faith, mm, mm. that faith, real faith, gives a light to the understanding. So it's not just using our unaided human reason to understand. Yeah. So it's not just yeah. a question of study. It's a question of prayerful contemplation. Okay? So it's, it's and it's got to be real faith. It's, it's got to be faith in God. Because yeah. often what we, we, you know, we, can talk, we use the term faith in different ways. Like you can talk about I believe these doctrines, and that's good. But you know, faith in God means. Well, what does it mean in, in human terms? If I said I have faith in you, what does that mean? Yeah, do you believe in that person? Yeah, do I do I trust mm. you? Do I have confidence in you? If you tell me something is true, I believe you. If you tell me you're going to do such and such and such, I believe you. If I share a confidence with you. I trust you that you won't betray that. Mm, mm. Um, you know, it's the kind of faith that two people have when they get married. They have that faith in each other. Yes, I can trust you this much yes. to marry you. So <clears throat> it's faith, faith as trusting God, um, which we're talking about, not just believing uh, doctrine, which is good and necessary, but it's not sufficient. You know, in fact, if we re for us to really believe the doctrine, we've got to have faith in God that kind of trusting faith. I think often what people can have, I think, you know, what I originally had was faith in human beings. Okay, you know, I okay. believed my teachers, I believed my parents, okay, I believed what they, what they taught me because I trusted them, okay? Yeah. So I still believe the same, I believed the doctrine, but I didn't believe it for the same reason. Yes. as I believe it now, because I, I now believe it because I have faith in God. Okay, so, so Anselm was talking about that kind of faith, not a, and he actually talks about 
A faith which just believes doctrine is dead. Yeah. Okay? So that's what he thinks about that kind of faith. So the to theologize means that, you know, it's a, it's a faith which allows the Holy Spirit to enlighten the mind and to really, it's, it's kind of like, and the Holy Spirit helps us to understand the doctrine. You know, yeah. so, you know, St. Paul talks about having, having the mind of Christ. Yes. Okay, and having our minds renewed by the Holy Spirit. So that's what we need to theologize, as well as 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 in, as in every other aspect of our lives. You know, theology is not theology is not just study or studying no, very hard yeah. or thinking very hard about things. Would you, so there's different areas to theology. So yeah, yeah. So in its raw sense, I mean, so to say, just the study of God is one just opening statement, but that right. does that mean yeah. who is God? You're yeah. going. You touched on it earlier about. You're looking at the Trinity. You're looking at Christology. You're looking yeah, at, yeah, yeah. What, so these all, the what, what are there categories of theology? Could you? So you got spiritual well, yeah, theology, you do, dogmatic. We, otherwise, are there we, others? We've what? got to, We've got to be able to teach it. So we've yeah. got to be able to sort of, in a sense, break it up yeah. into, into teachable. Um, are there parts. established? Is there like a <coughs> yeah, universal yeah. understanding of these other categories of theology? Oh, pretty, pretty much. What yeah, would like they the, be? Well, like the things like you know the doctrine of the Trinity. The, yep. um teaching about Christ. You could have a course on pneumatology, which would be about the Holy Spirit. Okay. Theological anthropology, which is about a theological understanding of the human person. Okay. Theology of grace, theology of the sacraments, and you could break that down. You could just look specifically at the theology of the Eucharist, <coughs> theology of the church, ecclesiology, mm. uh, moral theology. Um, uh, and as I talk about spiritual theology, which is kind of like, I like to call spiritual theology the theology of living in the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. Because spiritual theology is more than just a theology of prayer. You know, it's prayer is part. You know, understanding prayer theologically is part of it, but it's bigger than that. Yeah. Okay. A spiritual life is bigger than our prayer life. In fact, yeah. our whole life is a spiritual life. Okay. 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 So, in in, a, in one sense, um, in theology, everything's related to everything else. So, even you know when you, you can't just talk about the Trinity, okay? You're going to be talking about Christ, and you're going to be talking about the Church, and you can relate yes. it to the sacraments, and you can relate it to you, to the human person. <coughs> Excuse me. So you're kind of looking at looking at the whole from a particular perspective, you know, in yeah. Trinitarian. So if we're doing Trinitarian theology, okay, because you're looking at God as one and three, as well. Not just God as three. Yes. Okay. So you've got, to, you've got to do both, and of course, you know that because you know uh, the second person, the Blessed Trinity, has become man. Well, that brings in Christ. Yes. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> because Christ means the Anointed One, that brings in the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and because the Church is the body of Christ, well, that brings in the Church. Yeah. You know, and so on. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, in one sense, everything is connected to everything else, but just to make it manageable and say, okay, we're going to focus on the Trinity or we're going to focus on Christ or we're going to focus on the church in a particular cause. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, it's exciting. You can um, just you, yeah, go all over the place with this. You know, it's, it's amazing. Those who want to know more. There is a difference. I, typically in, in uh, theological studies, you've got theology and all these different disciplines. Philosophy, where does that fit in? Is that a different... 
completely different. <coughs> well, no, no, but uh, okay, philosophy, because it's faith seeking understanding. So understanding, it's an enlightened understanding. So the Holy Spirit has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. But also we need to use our reason. Okay, so that's when philosophy, where philosophy comes in. Okay. okay. So, you know, understanding, you know, so philosophy, you've got things like metaphysics, which is kind of like, metaphysics is kind of like the, the, the um, Aristotle called it first philosophy. It's like the, the, the principles, philosophical principles, like you're looking at being and existence and cause and effect and um, space and time and identity and essence and things like that. Yes. in metaphysics <clears throat> and then epistemology is really the philosophy of um, knowing how do we know things what's the process of knowing um, yeah and Fantastic. so oh, you've yeah. got ontology which is the philosophy of being um, uh, what else have we got you could look at have philosophical anthropology which is a, like a philosophical understanding of the human person but what's meant to happen is that in a sense it's meant to be a two-way street Okay. Between philosophy and theology. So, you know, uh, the, uh, our theology can, um, you know, it's meant to sort of, kind of uh, like the term, heal our philosophy, meant to heal mm -hmm. and restore and elevate our human reason. Okay. Okay. And then we just, we just need the philosophical tools to think about, um, <clears throat> reason about what we believe. You know, even for example, um, you know, the great statement by, um, by God, when God reveals his name to Moses, you know, I am, I am who am. Um, well, that's kind of like, you could say that, okay, that reveals who God is, but it's, it's not, it's, it's a metaphysical statement. Yeah. It's a statement about the being of God. God is the one who simply exists. Yes. God is the one who doesn't get existence from somewhere else. Um, God is the one whose very essence is to exist. Okay? <clears throat> so that's kind of like God is, you know, when you say God is infinite, that's a metaphysical statement. You know, you're saying that God is um, without limit. Not, infinite means not finite. So it's actually a negative statement. Hmm. It's saying what God isn't. He's not finite. Yes. But I don't know what infinite is. You yeah, know. Yeah. So, you know, we need we need those um, philosophical tools to actually think about and understand and contemplate what it is that's been revealed to us and what we believe. That's great. So, so phil philosophy is is is, is you know you, you know it's called the, the I think it's called the handmaid of philosophy and it, you know real real sorry of theology rather. Real theology needs philosophical tools. Okay. You know? So they do, in a sense, go hand in hand. They do. They yeah, do. But it's, a, it's a two-way street. Yeah, yeah. That, that, and and kind of like, I think it's really that um, theology needs to elevate philosophy and then, you know, philosophy can help even more. Okay. You know? Yeah, it's in, this is an area maybe many people don't consider, but how does this impact you when you do study philosophy, you do study theology, in addition, you know, reading, the average Catholic might just, we go to Mass or, you know, do all the, all the things that we do as Catholics, but right, having a right. bit of a, a rich 
almost like a foundation here of, of a good philosophical foundation then with theology, good theology. Hmm. How does that um, impact the spiritual life of a Catholic and, and, and how to think and how to um, pray, <laughs> all those well, things? Okay, well, that's a bit, those are big questions. Um, I think one thing, we need theology because if we don't have good theology, we'll have bad theology. Mm-hmm. Because people will think and people will ask questions. Does that exist, that bad theology exists out there in, we're talking outside of the Catholic Church or we're saying that could happen anywhere? It can happen anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the, the, the reason for good theology is that we know the true God, mm. that we don't construct an idol because we can, whereas we're meant to be created in the image and likeness of God, we can actually in subtle ways, recreate God in our image. We can, we can, yeah. we, and so we can be, um, the God we believe in, the God we worship can actually be a false God. Um, how can I explain it? Um, yeah, because, okay, an idol, the thing about idols are, we control the idol. We manufacture the idol. We determine what the idol can do, what the idol requires of us what the idol can reveal to us. Mm. So in a sense, idolatry is a form of self-worship. Interesting. You know, and people can, you know, St. Paul in, in 1 Timothy talks about people who've made a shipwreck of their faith. And as he, took, he, he singles out a couple of people, he said they've, already, they've said the resurrection has already occurred. You know, so how did they get to, how did they get to that? What happened there? Yeah. You know? So that's why you need good theology and partly because we're going to ask questions we want to understand we want to you know if you really um love god you want to know more about god and you want to you want to know that what you're understanding is correct because you want to worship the true god not so and not construct your own little idol. yes yes beautiful and so that yeah would you say it's pointing you in the right direction and it's and and I guess deepening that faith or deepening that understanding, strengthening that understanding? Yeah, and look, and I think another thing about theology is that um, not all theology is what might, what you might call academic theology. Okay. I think that every believer is an, in a sense meant to be a theologian. Mm. Um, you know, a theologian whose um, faith seeks an illuminated understanding of what it is they believe, okay? Because one of the, you know, Jesus says, you know, um, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But what if we don't know his commandments and we don't understand his commandments? Where does that leave us? (laughs) So we need to know, you know, we want to know what is, we want to understand his commandments better. We want to understand who he is better. So that's, that's the purpose of theology. Yeah, brilliant. And, ha- and it also has a, has a protective uh, element to it because I said, if you don't, we're going to have theology. Yes. Okay? And if you don't have good theology, you're going to have bad theology. Yeah. Same yeah. with philosophy. We are going to have philosophy. Yeah. If you don't have good philosophy, you'll have bad philosophy. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. yeah, it is important uh, to learn how, uh, this is how uh, a good solid found foundation of theology and philosophy if it's done properly yeah. you can uh, sort of look outlook at things in life and the d- big questions in life and have some sort of structure or have some yeah, sort of yeah. um, mechanism to 
work but through but things. But the other thing is, it's not just a question of study because you can, you know, it's very often saints have a deeper theological understanding than okay. people who've, you know, got you know, doctorates in theology. So what would you say about that then? Where's that? That's coming directly from God. That's their... Well, yeah, I, th I think... Would that be um, their relationship with God? Well, is, I think it's the... Yeah, they, they mm. come to understand God because they're really close to God. Yeah, yeah. You know, they know him. And so, um, you know, God, you know, the Holy Spirit is their teacher. Mm. So, but you need both. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Oh, look, it's great. We, I could uh, talk all day about this because it's, uh, yeah, the more you know God, the more you fall in love with him and the more you fall in love with him, the more yeah, you want to get to know him. Yeah, the two go together. Love and knowledge. Beautiful. Love and knowledge, yes. Beautiful. Can, uh, just to, those who... Hearing this and they want to know more and wh where do you recommend people? I guess we, we've covered a little bit today about your own journey We've covered um, But yeah, even what prairies we've covered mm -hmm. a bit about that um, importance of catechesis and what is philosophy theology if people are watching this and they're thinking oh, I, want, I just don't know enough about anything. What where would you recommend they begin their journey or begin? Um, to deepen their relationship with God, they want to they want to discover more about Him and His Church. Where, where do you recommend oh. some final thoughts? Well, here? it just just it partly just depends on the person yeah. and you know how much they already know. And um, I would say that it's something they should pray about. Yeah. Okay. You know, but what's what does God want? Yeah. You know, what's God's plan? What's God's purpose for them? And what does that look like? For and and literally. Sometimes we have to go there for people who, who maybe just said an Our Father, Hail Mary, yeah, yeah. and think that's that's enough. But yeah. when you say, ask God, what does God want? Literally just say, God, what do you want for me? Yeah, Is it just yeah. a converse, literally, yep. like we're talking here? Yep. Yeah. But I think what, what's, um, uh, you know, what's, what's key is a, is a real, kind of like write God a blank check. <laughs> when we say, you know, and, and that can be difficult because people can be fearful. Yeah. You know, if, if, I, if it's, it's, a, it's faith, you know, yes. if, if I trust and trust myself to you, what will happen to me? Will you look after me? Mm. Will everything go, you know, be all right? Um, and look, the th what I've found is that um, it's taken me a long time to be convinced of it, really convinced of it. Because I know, as I said, my really con I can say if you call it a con my conversion started when I was 18, yes. <clears throat> I'm now... 64 years old, so it's a bit of a slow learner. <laughs> um, but of late, I've really come to the conviction that God's will is always the best. God's will is always the best. You know, whatever my will might be, if God's will is different, God's will is better. Of course. Than mine. Yeah. But it's, it's easy to say, yeah, but, but really, what does that mean? But really yeah. to be convinced of it. Yes. And what I've found, if, and I don't, it's just, I think it's just a grace um, from the Lord, that, what's that what that's done, it's just made me relax a lot more. Yeah. You know, I, doesn't, I can trust, I can really trust God that whatever happens, and that, that will include, you know, struggles and sufferings and difficulties mm -hmm. and crosses. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but that whatever God wills is really what's best for me or for anyone, you know. And actually, that's that's really brought me a lot of peace. I think. Yeah, 
That's what it is. Hasn't taken it? away all the all the problems. <laughs> there's a bit of peace you know, with just, that. Just the kind of like you know, the sort of like, even though the storm can be raging, it's calm in the boat. Yes. You know? Yes. Brilliant. So, so that's, that's a great takeaway. That's, that's what I'd say to people. Just yeah. that's, but really pray for that trust because it's a grace. Yeah. To really trust God like that. I'm not sort of saying have it perfectly. You know, so easy for me to say this just yeah. here, but some, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's you know things can get really difficult. Yes. Um, yeah. But just, just, and when it comes to you know, well, Lord, what do you want me to learn, and where do you want me to learn it? And it could be as simple as I want you to read some of these books here. Yeah. You yeah. know, or I want you to pick up your Bible and start reading the God. You know, read a whole gospel. Yeah. Read it all the way through and really, you know, um, take it, take your Bible in when you pray and sit yeah. before the Lord and just, you know, read, you know, try and learn about Lexia Divina. Yeah, brilliant. How to pray with sacred scripture. Um, Fantastic. You know, because before, before you start doing about any courses or any you know, reading any books, not to understand that which could be good, could be what the Lord wants a person to do, um, you know, the first place we learn about the Lord is in his presence, you know. And as I said, I was saying to you before, you know, or did I say, anyway, you know, when, <clears throat> when we pray, we speak to God. Yes. When we read scripture, God speaks to us. Yeah, beautiful. You know, and so that's the Bible would be the first place I'd start. Fantastic. In your, in your own personal catechesis. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Sure. We've got thank to wrap it up here. Thank but, you uh, very much, Charles. Appreciate your time yeah, yeah. today. And, oh, it's uh, been a great pleasure. I've been looking yeah. forward to seeing you. Yeah, it's been Actually, great. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope uh, we'll be in touch more often. And yeah, yeah. I've got to get over there to, to CIS. And, yes, uh, yes. Um, thanks again. Praying for you. Uh, please pray for us here at Perusia. Oh, thank you. No, I've t- so, I'm just, as you, I'm, I'm not just saying, I'm really impressed with all that you've been able to, to, to do with the grace of God. Yeah, it is God's you know? grace, absolutely. It is, it is. Praise but God. it's really fantastic because you're meeting a real hunger that, that so many people have. Yeah, there and, is a, a um, big one out there. Yeah, all, yeah, and you're the man, <laughs> you know. You're the, the one that God has put on the spot. You know, with your, I mean, with, with all the with people all the help. too. With I'm all not the alone. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Well, thank you and I appreciate okay. it. Okay, thanks and, very much. Well, God bless. Thanks, everyone. I hope you got a lot out of that uh, um, this is uh, Dr. Peter McGregor at the CIS. There's a professor there. You get to know more about that. Go to the links in the bottom. We'll have the links to both the Emmanuel community and uh, the Catholic uh, Institute of Sydney. Check them out and, uh, and pray about what God wants from you. And I love that. Uh, uh, God's will. That's the one we're after. And his will is always better than our will. So if we can unite our will with his, we're going to live in peace. That's a great takeaway. Thanks again. Until next time. God bless. God bless.